Welcome to the Empower Your English Learner podcast, where we explore research, instructional strategies, leadership practices, and community initiatives that move the needle for English learners in school systems around the country. If you are a teacher, a school-based administrator, a district leader, or anyone who wants to do more for this group of students, then we are your home. In these episodes, we will explore ways to actively engage English learners in learning in the classroom, how to empower them so that they can achieve at higher levels, and how to ensure that they're more engaged and connected in the school community. We look forward to going through some ideas with you in our upcoming episodes. Good morning, change agents. My name is Sandra Bloatner, 26 veteran in the field of public education. And I wanted to take this time to just think about how we, as change agents, can shift the outcomes for this very important group of students, our English language learners, that touch almost every corner of our country, in almost every district, in almost every classroom. And I wanted to, in past episodes, we talked a little bit about the ways that we can work together to really elevate this group so they can achieve at higher levels and they, we can see more engagements in our classrooms and our schools. But I wanted to share with you this whole notion around how do we elevate this group and really show them that we believe in them and that we see that cultural and linguistic assets that they bring to our classrooms and our schools and our districts. So I wanted to share with you something that we've done for many years, and I feel like it's really made a difference in just making our English language learners feel valued, and that is doing an award. So a couple of awards. We did student awards to elevate and identify those students that were working really hard across our schools and make sure that they received an award for academic success and engaging in various extracurricular activities as well as in the community. And we elevated that so that other students could see some examples of what they could be. So I wanted to share with you a couple of ways that we did that. Um, and if we did it in a very big scale. We did it on a small scale. And then I want to also just kind of project out to you another way to potentially approach it. So one of the ways that we addressed and really elevated this group of students and really tried to shine a spotlight on those that were doing well is we would identify based on some criteria, how they were performing in school, how they were engaging in class, how they were learning language, we would put, we would create lists for every single school, only a few students per school that could be elevated. And these students would then be part of a ceremony. So we, again, it took many, many months to plan the ceremony because we had to plan, you know, ordering trophies and ordering plaques and organizing speakers and making sure that we had um, district leaders there, board members there. We even were able to to bring in some of our delegates from the state level to be part of the conversation, and also some of the county leaders that were broader than the school system to be part of the conversation, to congratulate these students and to share with them how proud we were that they were doing well 
in our school system. So that was really powerful. We would do this on an annual basis and we would make sure that we would have them all come together. We told the kids, wear your your um, cultural garb that you would normally wear for special events and the kids came decked out. We had volunteers from our ESL teachers who were there who were helping to volunteer to just coordinate. We had a program where we would share ideas and really acknowledge the students and we had readers and we had trophies and we had people help to pass out the trophies. We had a delegate come and speak to the students. Um, our director would speak to the students and um, the supervisor would also speak to the students and just acknowledge them. It was a phenomenal event, probably took about two hours from start to finish. Well, that was actually the day of, but like I said, it took several months to kind of make sure that everything was organized and everything was in place. And all we had had also decided that we always tried to highlight um, a cultural group. So we would have dancers or singers or music performers. And so that was part of the event as well. And so of course that had to be organized. But I have to say it was a phenomenal, phenomenal way to elevate the kids, to let them know that we valued the culture and the linguistic assets they brought to the table. So just wanted to share that aspect. So that's the one way to approach it. That's the real, the big splashy way. Well, there is also another way to, to um, acknowledge. Oh, one thing that I forgot to mention is in that event, not only did we acknowledge students, but we also acknowledged we had a whole nomination process for principals and teachers. And we would acknowledge at least one elementary, one middle, one high school principal who was the friend to the program, who had really done a lot of great work to support the um the um, English language learners in their building and programming and making sure that they had access and success. And so we would elevate that principle. But we would also look for teachers. And again, it was a whole nomination process that took many months before where you, they had to submit letters and um, examples of how this principal or teacher was really elevating and supporting the success of their English language learners beyond what they would normally do. So that was one thing that we really highlighted. So that's, the, again, the big splashy event. Now, on a smaller scale, another way we did um, the work is we had a bilingual advisory committee and that group of community members would also be the ones that would kind of help to go through the nomination process and identify students so when we did the big splashy event they helped when we did it on a small scale where we actually had the community kind of go through those letters the um, the information it was sent in we initially had done it with lots of um, paper copies that came in in the big splashy event but it, as the event got a little smaller, we actually even did it as simply as a Google form that you had to submit what your nominations were and why you were nominating the person. We always would give out plaques. So it was really, I think, a nice symbol for the principals and teachers who were able to walk away with the plaque that they could put in their office or hang in their school um, so that they could just show and really kind of elevate. Because I know many of the principals who received these awards did not just see it as their own um, award, but the award for their school community. So that was powerful. Um, on a smaller scale, it could be as simple as doing certificates. So going through a same nomination sort of process where schools have to identify a certain number of students in their building and then um, having a standardized um, certificate that is used to print out 
the names of um, the students and send them to the school. So that's if you're doing it at the district level. If you are at the school level and there's not such a process in your whole district, the way you could do it as your school is you could come up with your own criteria that has something to do with academics, involvement in the school community, um, extracurricular activities, maybe involvement in various clubs, and you could come up with the criteria that you use to identify which students would be the ones that you would say are the, the ones that you want to elevate as examples to share shed the spotlight on them so that they can be examples to other English language learners. And I always believe that it's so important that we, and I know sometimes when we, we want to make be those change um, champions, it can be very and seem like, oh my gosh, we need to like focus on all the things that aren't working well. But one of the things that I've learned is to be able to shift change effectively, sometimes you actually do the opposite. You find those bright spots that you want to see and you want to expand on and you shine a spotlight on those bright spots, whether they're students or principals or teachers, so that they can be elevated. And then in a way you set the standard for what you want to see happen in your school or in the district. So I found that to be very helpful and a nice way by doing these awards that elevate that English language learner in your classroom, in your school, or in your um, district can be so, so powerful. I wanted to actually share another way for you to consider, though. As you think about this, and it all depends on, on what your goals are, and I know that each of your districts or schools, you have certain improvement goals, and you probably have some instructional focus that you want to accomplish for that school year. So one of the things you could do also is think about the criteria. For instance, if your goal is to increase the number of the literacy, the students are performing at high levels and are literate engaged adults that are able to use complex thinking skills, creative and critical thinking skills as they engage with complex text, then one thing you could do is you could elevate that. So you could have where the students are working on various assignments. And when you find that bright spot with a student that's able to critically analyze a specific topic or is able to make an effective argument or is working on a project that's very effective, that you put the spotlight on that kid and you have that student or groups of students present what they've done or make speeches to um, the audience. And I feel like while we did a phenomenal job, that was a missed opportunity because while we did identify students and we gave out um, awards, we never found that five to 10 top um, English language learners that we could really put a spotlight on and have them come on the stage and do a speech. So uh, looking backwards and then forwards, what I would have done a little bit differently is really trying to make sure that you find that English language learner that is getting to the eight apex of their academic career. Maybe they're in um, accelerated courses. Maybe they're in AP and honors. Maybe they're performing high in math and science courses. And you want that student to come and share their experience, where they've come from, what they went through, what challenges they faced, and how they overcame them. So that's another way to kind of look at it. 
Again, this was, I found, a phenomenal, phenomenal way for us to really make sure that we were elevating our students and giving them opportunities to shine. When they walked away with a trophy, when they had certificates, when they, uh, when principals and teachers received a plaque, they were so proud of the work that they had been doing. And it's not to say that they weren't doing, they were doing it for an award, but just that little extra can make such a huge difference to ensure that we are elevating those bright spots that we want to see happen in our schools and districts so that we can see more of that. Well, one thing that um, as I was going through some of these events, and I still love them on an annual basis, we would do these events. But I wanna share with you a poem that I had read at one of these events. And I feel like this poem really shares, uh, it captures the essence of what it is that we're trying to do when we think of ourselves as change agents for this group of students. So I'm gonna go ahead and share it with you. And I hope that as you think about about this poem and you think about boxes, the name of this poem is Boxes um, that I wrote. Um, when you think about the boxes that we have all around us and we think about what we're trying to accomplish for our English language learners, I challenge you to step on the walls of those boxes, flatten them, open your mind and hearts and consider what can be done to shift things for this group of students. So listen to the poem. Boxes. Boxes. Cajas. Watts. The fiber of tradition. The tapestry of culture. The rigid walls of religion. The concrete barriers of country. On the twilight of our birth, we lay our children down to sleep in boxes. Teach them to draw the straight lines of boxes. Colors. Shapes. Size. Impossibilities. We box things in, we box things out, right angles, converging vertices, disagreeing with divergent thoughts, ways, cultures, and people. Dare we take these invisible walls in hand, peel back the plaque, they grow around our minds. Reach beyond these containers to dream, to think, to see the possibilities of a new world where Everything comes full circle, a world in which we are our brother's keeper, where we mindfully plant the seeds of tomorrow, a world where we take the reins of responsibilities, where we bury blame, a world where we dare reach across the color lines, bridge socioeconomic divides. May the sunset of life, the finality of our last step, the quiet bed of our ancestors find us lying on the last wall of our boxes. Cajas Wat. This poem is dedicated to all of the change agents that have committed their lives to shifting outcomes for English language learners, whether it be in the classroom, in the schoolhouse, in your district. And yes, we can stand on the four walls of our boxes and shift outcomes for every kid, including our English language learners. 
I hope you got a lot out of this episode and hope you'll try to do an award for your English language learners, whether it's in your schoolhouse or it's in your district. I hope you'll try. Until next time, be the change that you want to see in the world. Take care. Visit us at createsolutions.us and let us work with you to develop diverse learners and leaders so that they can become change agents in their fields of study and industry.